My name is Lola Rapuzzolo, and this is Media Delta. So we have uh, an interesting thing to look at. Uh, it's actually especially coming off of the hot off the heels of McGruber. Uh, we have another somewhat silly uh, kind of action adventure comedy ish movie. Um, though this one is of a property we have actually looked at uh, at least one thing before uh, and is a very this is a very infamous movie. Um, we are taking a look at a Batman movie today, in uh, specifically Batman the movie from 1966. Uh, this is essentially a feature-length version of a TV show. Like this might as well just be a very long episode of the 1960s Batman, uh, the show that basically carved out pretty much an entire generation's view of Batman as a very goofy property. Uh, wasn't until the late eight, or the mid '80s, uh, late early '90s, that Batman was, you know, what we kind of see as Batman today. So this was very important. This and the the corresponding TV show were very informative on how a lot of people saw Batman, and it still even has a lot of like this thing had like this show like a lot of things like people like might remember of Batman to come from this like the the how in like the little weird zinger things uh the batman theme and just certain things just kind of still a little bit kind of hanging in there in terms of cultural like touchstones but um yeah for the most part uh you don't really see a lot of batman like this anymore but uh this was batman for quite some time uh so before i kind of go more into this uh i was not the only one who watched this so please uh introduce yourselves Hi, I'm Axe, and holy catchphrases. Hi, I'm Torpid Typist, and I'm here for the greatest contribution to world peace there's ever been. Yes. Uh, we will also be joined via uh, earlier recorded thing, because unfortunately they could not, uh, they were had obligations today, but uh, we will be also joined in by uh, frequent guest Carnival uh, to talk about what they thought of this movie, but... Uh, in terms of our group discussion, we will be joined by Axe and Torpo, uh, which actually, speaking of which, uh, let's go ahead and let's just kind of dive into what we kind of thought. Um, we all kind of thought of this thing, but before uh, we dive in, uh, I will give my own thoughts and then we will continue on with our guests. So, um, my personal thought of this movie were basically I have not seen uh the 1960s show. Uh I this is my first experience watching the uh 1960s Batman and I have like I've seen like maybe bits and pieces of it just through like osmosis but for the most part I went to this kind of blind. Uh I'll be honest, I am and I've probably went into this going in like the um when we talked about the Tim Burton movie, I'm not actually that big into when Batman tries to take itself seriously. So I appreciated this kind of 
at least I appreciate the sense of Batman in terms of it being kind of silly uh, because it is a guy who dresses up at a bat as a bat fighting a clown in a bunch of other costumed uh, criminals. And it just is a very goofy premise uh, if you kind of think about it. But um, yeah, I am also one that has semi fond memories of watching Batman and Robin. I remember liking it as a kid, but also that's me as a kid. I am also a fan of the Batman the Animated Series, which also tends to not to know when, when it can be goofy and when to be serious. Uh, so in general, I like Batman when it's not like the Christopher Nolan style of like super serious or like even the Tim Burns for that matter. Um, but I will say of this, uh, I was going into this like, oh, maybe I'll like really like this. And it's like, this is fine. It's weird because this is not as I was watching, like this is definitely not something that I would watch, say, is like good traditionally. This is something that it's like, I am glad that this exists and I'm glad that I watched it, but I can't say it's a good movie. Uh, it's a fun little romp, uh, although there are quite a few little like doldrums in there. Uh, this is also an hour and 45 minutes, uh, which is surprisingly long for what this is. There are some moments that it kind of drags a little bit. Um, also, it does not have great pacing because it just kind of seems that some things just kind of happen. Uh, but for the most part, I did have a good time watching this movie. Uh, I would not call this a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, so I guess that's really like... It kind of doesn't help the fact that none of the actors in this movie are really particularly great actors outside of like Burgess Meredith uh, is a really good character actor. Uh, Cesar Romero is also a good actor, but it's also this movie calls for them to do a little bit of action, which is definitely not their strong suit uh, when they're just being their characters. It's kind of fun, but for the most part, it's any time that this is not the kind of Batman you'd want for like fights or anything or like thrilling moments. It's just like. It's all for the it, it's the goofy nature of it that's more fun to watch for this one, which is a little weird if you're familiar with like modern Batman. Um, and there's nothing really else I can think about. Uh, it is actually interesting seeing like Adam West as Batman, like just knowing that from like parodies and all that, and also Burt Ward, uh, seeing them like in this like say like actually seeing them in the like in where they should be, I think is pretty neat. Uh, and I'm glad I watched it, but I would not. <laughs> this is a case where uh, if I were to give my ranking, uh, this is a special one of the this is one of those movies that's a of the special variety. Um, I honestly I was initially thinking 69, but kind of. I'm more thinking about this, the more that I think about it, it's not particularly cursed. Uh, so I'm actually personally thinking 420 for this one. Uh, it is like the only thing other thing we have in there is Wizards, uh, which is, again, a movie that it's like, I'm glad it existed and it's not particularly well made, but I find it fascinating, uh, which is something I would agree with this movie, although it's not nearly as weird as Wizards. It's still definitely weird, and especially in thinking th like thinking that this is a Batman movie. Uh, so I heard that is my personal take on this. Uh, so now that I have given my personal take on this. Uh, why don't we go ahead and listen to what Carnival had to think about this. 
All right. Uh, in a first for this series, uh, we are actually doing a one-on-one uh, in post slash pre because this is actually the past. This is actually before we are recording this, but um, Carnival is not going to be able to join us for the um, actual re- live recording. Uh, but I feel that this would be uh, a missed opportunity if Carnival could not join us for this one. So, actually, Carnival, what are your familiarities with uh, this movie? Uh, not I've seen this movie beforehand before watching for the show, but I'm also largely pretty well familiar with the original 19, Batman 1996, sorry, 1966 show, just with the count of my, my dad was grew up watching this. And is a big fan of Batman in general, so the the this entire version of Batman has always loomed in the presence of me, and just I'm not personally a fan of it, but I respect it for its it is an it is always an interesting take, if nothing else. Yeah, and you're you're pretty well versed in comics too, are you not? Yes. So this is Getting someone's opinion who is more actually into the comics, I feel, would be a little bit more uh, interesting because uh, neither of the panelists that we have right now uh, so much have the experience that you do with this. So um, getting your opinion on this would be, I felt, would be interesting. So now that you've seen this relatively recently, uh, what's your kind of general gut impression of it? It's interesting. I don't know if I would call it good or bad but it's certainly interesting there are choices that were made here that reflect an intent for like a kind of silliness but still are played as is with as much seriousness as it would be in world that provide an interesting tone but boy you can tell this was made in the 60s and oh my god all the fights suck so much i it just oh those fights are awful yeah, this definitely was not a uh, this was not a action. There is definitely some action, but this is not. Well, you'd even see like I never thought like the fight scenes in like from the Batman movies that I have seen were that particularly great. This is not great to a particular like this is a whole never another level. But like th- let me put this game in, had other focuses. Let me put this, this in pers- perspective here. The original Ultraman aired during the same time this movie came out, at least started airing. And, like, you can go say what you will about anything else about Ultraman's writing for the rest of its episode. When they got those three minutes of fight, you remembered those three minutes of fight. Yeah, it's like Ultraman is known for, like, having a lot of, like, fluff to it. But, yeah, the fights are, like, the best part of it. And, like, yeah, this came out with the original Ultraman, which was... Maybe not the best fights, but also it is definitely much more of an actual like you could do fights in suits much more better than like even the like they're costumed in this, but also not to they're not like that's not suit level costuming and they could do much better. Uh, Also, does not help the fact that the actors in this movie are not there's a lot. There is like Cesar Romero was known comedian. Like Burgess Meredith, I don't think has ever been in an action scene. Um, I don't know Lee Merriweather's history with that, but yeah, these were not great fights, probably because the actors were not exactly, you know, this this ain't their thing. Yeah, 
it's definitely been it's I guess to say it's more it's like it's interesting in that one there are a couple of memes that just reverber have reverberated since in the oh god it is almost what now been 80 years since this film released now uh well sorry 60 years let's see because it is this is 2022 subtracted by 1966 if i can actually use the calculator correctly uh let's see 2022 minus 1966 uh that is 56 years so we're just we're getting close to the 60 year mark yeah so there are two scenes that you will you you know even if you've never seen this you you know these kind of things just through either osmosis on the internet or just by cultural cultural uh osmosis Listen. and that's the shark rep the bat shark repellent and then batman running with the bomb which i thought that that was actually kind of interesting because i felt like there are some other scenes that i feel like were much more like huh i'm surprised i did not hear about the the subplot with the dehydrated people from the world, whatever it was. Uh, that certainly yes. was a thing. Yes, but that that's because those that's because this movie's pacing is terrible, is terrible. And there's a bunch of like downtime. People remember the bat rip shark repellent and the bomb because those happened and were fast. Yeah, Um which I so guess, yeah. yes, we're going to talk about the dehydrated people in the world thing of just, oh, my God, they made the. Japanese man, his dust form was yellow. I, I, half of me is wondering because technically there, if I remember correctly, there was two dust piles that were yellow. Uh, but I, I that might have just been me seeing that. And I, that is the kind of thing it's like, I don't think the other, it's like, I don't think the Russian one was red and like whatever colors you could do with that. Um, I think that was just a either very subtle shittiness or if it was just a complete unfortunate happenstance I, I will chalk it up much more to like it's probably an unfortunate happenstance it's like the thing with the power rangers but yeah it is definitely one of those things where it's like when you when you notice it it's like <sighs> it's this was the 60s so cultural sensitivity was not exactly a priority I would say high up there. I don't even think it was really a thing. No, it wasn't. It's just, again, it's one of those when you go back and look at it, it's like, ooh, ah, it hurts. I, it was a thing that I noticed. I'm like, hmm, I wonder. It's like, I wonder if my eyes saw that right. And I'm like, oh, yep, that, yep, that was it. Um, fun things from, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, even like the real shitty, like, because it was like, man, like, the James Bonds that really got into that kind of stuff. I don't even think it happened at that point. But yes, that is just kind of thinking it's like, yeah, this was that. This was that era of filmmaking and, you know, culture in general. But yes, like it's it's if you're interested in just like superhero history and stuff, it's this is definitely something to watch. I can't I, again, I can't say because it's good because it's just an interesting part of history. I was going to say, because it's like, this is like for a good chunk, I would say, up until like, I would say like, I mean, maybe because what this was like, this is what people thought of when they thought of Batman for yes. like decades, I would imagine. Yeah. Like, I think not until probably the 80s, if that. 
Yes, because this is when Denny O'Neill, rest in peace, and I'm forgetting the artist and I hate it, basically did a relaunch of Batman. Uh, uh, this, this kind of tone was what the comics did for a long time because of just how much it was, uh, uh, so, uh, popular. Yeah. Well, also, well, also, because what, when did the Hays Code get repealed? Oh, God, it... that was, when did Bonnie and Clyde, uh, come out? Because that was the movie that, or, no, 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 no. wait, you uh, the comics the code. code, the comics code, yeah. Let me look that up, but it's like I want to oh. say that was like mid seventies or eighties, probably closer to the eighties. Were 80s. the original Frank Miller's in the mid eighties, or am I thinking of something else? Oh, Frank Miller went on a pl- lot of different roles, but if you're thinking of the Dark Knight Returns, which uh, Frank Miller sucks, but if you want to read anything Frank Miller, go read that and get it in a library. Because like those were mid eighties, if I remember correctly. Like that was like one of the major turns in terms of yes, that like, Watchmen by uh, God Alan Moore. I was gonna how would I forget his name? Yeah, Dark Knight Returns in nineteen eighty six. So it was like this was Batman for like a lot of people, like for at least the entirety of the seventies and a majority of the eighties. It probably oh. didn't like mainstream like Batman as the brooding like you can actually take it seriously. Or like the more serious was not until like probably the Tim Burton one and then Adventures of Batman, like the cartoon, like was not until 96, oh. 99, 99, 99, 96 ish, sometime late 90s. Yeah. yeah. Comics Code was not technically abandoned uh, until 2001. Huh. Which oh, yeah. the, like the actual authority was stuck around till basically... 2011, but the only people who really adhered to it were DC, Archie Comics, and Bongo Comics. Yeah. Holy shit, I didn't realize Bongo Comics lasted that long. Anyway. Um, Also a fact that, yeah, this was the first superhero movie. It beats out uh, the Christopher Lee uh, superhead films by 12 years, so. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Chris... Let's just say Christopher Reeve, Christopher Reeve, yeah. brain is not yeah. there. It, to be fair, that is a one that I think I've heard a lot of people because uh, that one was late 70. Yeah, 78 uh, was that one. So, yeah, this has this has it on quite a while. Like this is this. It, this was the first I pretty like. Yeah, um, unless there is like some other like like obscure thing that technically was a superhero movie. I mean, you know, you could also say, okay. Okay. The Wikipedia articles listing Godzilla is like technically like, no. Okay. Yes. But that's because they're using tokusatsu as the, as Japanese genre artist do is in like practical effects show. But that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. And then like, yeah, this is just going into, also, also, I think this is going to regardless, it is there's no other like major thing that I can see that this this is pretty much the first. Yes. Which is weird to think about because it is not a tone that this is basically just a continuation of the show. Yeah, this is because, yeah, this was made it in the middle of because the original show ran from 1996 to 1960, 68. Sorry, 1966 to 1968. Yeah, so in a weird way, this is like, this is just like a 
this is a this is just part of the TV show in that case. It's not like its own dedicated movie. Although granted, the whole things those were so episodic that it didn't matter. Yeah, like, like the the boat copter and cycle footage was reused from this film a lot of times in the show itself. Yeah, it's it, this is basically just a long episode of the show. But it is weird to think about that this is technically the first superhero movie, at least outside, like the first, I would say the mainstream one, unless there's just something that, because I don't think there was like a Green Hornet something or other. There but, is a Green Hornet show that was made after this in which they had a crossover episode in which they required uh, uh, God, Bruce Lee to job to Robin. It sucks. Huh. It, it sucks. But, but like the actual Green Hornet show is actually... Is also is like this kind of like is a basically something closer in tone to the Batman the animated series and like acknowledging like superhero stuff. It's actually not bad from one of the episodes I've seen. It just didn't last long because people like goofy this the goofy thing a lot more than just the kind of tr- crime drama that Green Hornet was. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, is there any other thing that you think? you kind of wanted to bring up about this? Ah, hmm. Because I feel like we kind of went over that this is kind of what a lot of people saw as, like, this was Batman for a large, like, I would almost say almost a generation. Yes. Like, there's a reason, like, the whole bat whatever is a thing in common parlance. Also, like, the theme was also... The Batman theme that is if you when you think of batman if it's not the animated series theme song it's th- from this show yeah also like it's kind of funny because my personal take is i always appreciate the goofy batman over the serious one because i feel like um i'm not a fan of batman when they try and take it way too seriously like when he gets stuff like the dark knight or like that ilk like the christopher nolan ones uh, from what little I've seen of those, uh, I might be one of the very small handful of people that actually likes Batman and Robin. But this one, this one's a bit much like this is a, this is a very concentrated, goofy Batman. See, the weird thing is, I like this movie much more than I like Batman and Robin. Granted, I also was like, because what that was like, 96, I was like eight when that movie came out and I actually saw it in theaters. I'm like, eh, this was like not that bad. And then like watching it maybe a few years later. But it's not like I don't think it was a terrible movie. It's goofy fun. But also that that's going to bite me in the ass when I inevitably watch it again. And like, wow, this is garbage. But like, like, yeah. Oh, that is my last thing is like, if you like this kind of goofy tone and but but it's like, this is too much for you. Just watch Batman Brave and the Bold that much more manages to keep this kind of goofiness in a way that's a bit more manageable for people. Because, yeah, yeah Batman Brave yeah. and the Bold is one of the two best Batman shows, and that is the animated series and Brave and the Bold. Yeah, because it's actually, like, especially in hindsight, like, me not only doing, like, because when we watched the first, like, I didn't really care for the first, like, like, the 1989, like, Tim Burton one. Uh, didn't particularly care for that. Uh, but also watched the animated series uh, again. And it's like, it is kind of fascinating that I think like that is probably the best Batman to me, at least, because it's like, hey, this actually 
is it's semi-serious like it is as serious you can like i think the fact that it is animated that it is trying to do a darker tone but also that show can get goofy at sometimes it acknowledges that yes there it's this is a man who dresses up in a bat to fight a clown but it still treats the whole the clown is trying to is trying to put new chemical warfare on people yeah like yes there's inherent silliness to it but at the same time the silliness has got an actual threat yeah which is, which is the best way to run comic books in general but especially with some of the ones that inherent concepts are just more out there is that yes you have to acknowledge that the things that the villains are doing are monstrous but this is a man wearing a clown makeup yes um yeah uh, i guess with that actually that is probably a good point to um let's actually uh let's actually put a number to this if we're talking about actually talking about batman various adaptations um so if you were to give it this a number where would you get and normally i would just not poke at this but since we're recording this i might actually poke a little bit so i there was only one place where this could go it was one of the three special ranks immediately now 69 is outright outright out out of the gate because just there is not a sound foundation here the the pacing is all over the place and there are just large chunks of the movie where that are just nothing happens that are just boring and waste time. So there's no sound foundation here. Now the coin flip comes between, is it just impossible to rank or is it so bad? It's fascinating. It's yeah. It's is this? Me, yeah. Yeah. Is this like an utterly bizarre and trip or is it just, but for me, I have to think of like, ultimately, it's 666. This is fascinating, but it's not truly bizarre enough to be like a 420. Yeah, because like right now, the only 420 we have is Wizards, um, which, which that one is that one I can appreciate for like, like from a at least to compare to like my own take with it. Wizards is fascinating from a this is what you decided to make with your budget. And just this is what the vision that Ralph Bakshi had for that movie. And it is not just, good, but it's also glad it exists. Yes, it is not good. I glad it exists just for both the technical work and just this is just interesting to witness in motion and that last ending bit, which we still will not spoil on Mike. Yes. Um, but 666, I feel like right now we in there, we have Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and Pac-Man. I don't think this movie necessarily because those two have an element of it being cursed or those shows being cursed especially adventures on the hedgehog this one's not so much cursed it's just kind of it is um there are choices made that you just (laughs) are only left with the that was a choice like again the very ending of everyone's language is being mixed up and they just leave it's like, the thing is, I don't think that he actually had anything to do with this movie, but um, Lorenzo Semple Jr. Uh, is the, was a major screenwriter for the show, uh, and he also was the screenwriter for Flash Gordon, uh, which also, there's, both of those have the things where it's just, there's a lot of just goofy stuff that's happening, and there's no, there's no real explanation to it. It's kind of like, oh, hey, this is weird. But also, it doesn't really 
go anywhere. And I think that also this that's very much a thing that this movie has going for it. Also, it's a different time period altogether. Like this is, as we mentioned, this is almost 60 years old. So it's like th the time is just completely different. Yeah, it, it just is completely different, different stylings, different sensibilities. And like, that's why I feel like while it doesn't have the same curse quote in, as some of the as its compatriot as compatriot six 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 numbers, there are it's just entire feel that is like this is an experience you should see for a just it's it's actually kind of funny because um I was listening to because there were when we were watching this uh there was a a mention brought up about the thing where uh. I forgot it was Bruce Wayne. Like they were out for dinner with um, uh, the Catwoman. Uh, I forgot what her I, I I forgot what her name technically was. It was like whatever uh, her like Sel not alias was. Selena Kyle. Wait, no, that's the actual. Well, yeah, because I don't think it's not Selena Kyle. Whatever the fake Russian name she was using. Yeah, I, I don't remember because that just entire like that's one of those things where just my brain is like, yeah, just falling out of my brain it was like a very long name too like it was a very obviously fake russian name and it's also like this is peak cold war era like which stuff which here's the thing the, sh the show is shockingly like well thought of like no just because the russian don't like they have are very clear like no don't warhawk yeah the only weird thing was like the alcohol bit and like yes. the weird classism that kind of came up, but also, yeah. again, going back to a this was the 60s, which also reminds me of the point that I was trying to make um, before I subtracted myself. Um, it was a comment they were making. I was like, why is he just drinking milk? Like, why is he just have a nice big glass of milk? Like people just drank milk. So that's just not something that really as like that's not the norm anymore. Uh, I was also listening to another podcast where they were talking about Star Trek, the original, and someone else who, by the way, were much older than us, was like, why are these, why is he just drinking milk? He's like, don't, I don't remember adults just drinking milk. And I'm like, that might be broadcast standards, but like, uh, this was a film, so that's not there even. It's just the kind of thing where it's like, oh, right, it's just. That's just the times, because also I, I want to say that if I remember correctly, there was like an ad thing like there was it was probably some standard thing, but it's just kind of the thing that I, I we're it's like it's a weird note that just like it's not meant to be like a statement or anything. It's just the times are different. Well, I mean, the uh, the oh, my God, these people who are they're drinking the, the, that that sucks. That that was awful. Yeah, that was. Yeah. That was that was, again, going back to the comment that sensitivity was not exactly a priority at all. You're putting it much nicer than I would. So, yes, I'll leave it at that. Um, but yes, it is putting it 666, I feel, is like it's definitely a valid spot because um, it's just like this is a movie that I feel like watching it. You I don't think you watch this nowadays to like act as like this is a movie that you know like i don't think anyone going into this is gonna like think of this like oh i'm going to watch a movie from like a batman movie i'm going to watch batman the movie like this this movie 
knowing that it's like thinking of it as a Batman movie, you think of it as like, oh, this is that show that's weird. Yeah. So I think that that is a perfectly valid spot to put it at. Absolutely. So, uh, well, uh, with that, uh, thank you for again for joining us for this. Uh, do you want to actually plug anything? Uh, just your local bail or mu- and or mutual aid fun. All right. Well, uh, with that, that is uh, Carvel's take on this. Let's go back to uh, the present. Okay. Uh, so now that we have listened to what uh, Carnival had to say, uh, let's go ahead and see what Torpo had to say. Hello. Hello. Um, so what would you say your familiarity with Batman is? Or what is your relationship to Batman? So it's obviously the movie we went over here. Um, otherwise, I've seen the Dark Knight films. I've seen the 90s films. Um, I've seen Batman the Animated Series and Brave and the Bold, so I've seen a lot of Batman-related content. To put it kindly, my relationship with Batman is complicated, <laughs> obviously, from seeing all that shit. I, I will stand by my favorite renditions of Batman are uh, Brave and the Bold and Animated Series, but those also have a lot more room to breathe. Yeah, those very much weren't going off of their own... Like Those were kind of their own thing, uh, Brave and I... the Bold was a love letter to the Silver Age, and even as I was borrows heavily from this too as an inspiration. But yeah. yeah, I can. Yeah. Um, so have you have you seen any? You you said you I've hadn't never seen... seen the Adam West stuff. Okay, so you're going into this kind of fresh. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess with that, uh, what is your th- what were your thoughts on Batman the movie? I had a lot of fun, honestly. Uh, it's not my favorite rendition of Batman, but, excuse me. But uh, it was really fun. Was it good? No. <laughs> but also, you're not coming into this for the, for the writing. But yeah, from start to finish, I, I really had an enjoyable time. As is like this goofy little romp with this really, uh, let's say, sh- like really schlocky Batman. It helps that Adam West. I'm going to be real. Cannot act. But yeah, it was. It was. It was neat to put it as simply as possible. Okay. Uh, is there anything you want to specifically call out with this? So going into that, it knew exactly what it wanted to be, which was this goofy little romp. It wasn't trying to be serious, and I think that really worked in its favor. Uh, from, like, the bomb scene, which I, everyone knows, but I still think is actually really good and really funny, specifically because it goes on as long as it does. Uh, to Batman just kind of being an asshole. Because Batman was a huge dick in this film. Like, not in the usual way of being an edgelord, but, like, almost as a way of getting out of any and all uh, responsibility half the time. Yeah, it's it was kind of interesting seeing that. Like, uh, as, as I referenced with my intro at the very end, when they had to reassemble everyone from the pile of dust they'd been made into and kind of fucked it up a little bit, so they were all speaking different languages despite being from uh, unrelated countries. And Batman's reaction was, what we done may have been the closest to world peace we will ever come. It will bring us the most towards world peace we ever have. And then they just leave while everyone's arguing. Yeah, that was certainly a way to resolve that. (laughs) Yeah, they just fucking leave the building while everyone's freaking out over what happened. And it's it's beautiful. Uh, That said, um, as much fun as Batman and Robin were, which they were, uh, Robin's actor could actually act, and damn, did he do some good fucking facial acting. 
Uh, yeah, he acted the shit out of this. He, acted the, he stole that shit. Unfortunately, I can't really say the same of the villains, not because any of them were particularly bad actors per se. It's having five big villains in the room at the same time prevented any of them from particularly shining, especially when you have Catwoman constantly yelling like she's a cat in heat, which yes. was awful. Yeah, this one, like, apparently 1960s Batman uh, had multiple different actors for Catwoman. Like, I know uh, This Eartha... woman was only ever Catwoman in this. Yeah, so it's not it's not Eartha Kitt, who I think is probably the more notable one. Uh, Lee 100%. Merriweather. And I don't think she went on to anything major after this. Not as far as I know. I think she was in a number of other things. Like, this wasn't, like, the end of her career. Uh, but... It's just nothing as big as this. Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, actually, no. Well, okay. In terms of gaming thing, there is actually she is a notable role. I just got to check to make sure that uh, was it in the entire thing or was it just in one? Uh, so she ended up weirdly enough the more notable thing, at least for I'm guessing the you know the demographic that's watching this. Uh, she was later the voice of Big Mama in Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh my god. Oh my god. You're Which, right. Fuck. That's, that, that's a that, weird pull. Yeah. That but sounds also, like a Kojima thing. Yeah, she, like she was in a couple episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Like, she... If you're expecting actor or actress who did not particularly do... Uh, she was also in... Um, she was also in Mission Impossible. Uh, which mm. the director of this movie also like directed that. Uh, so she did well for herself, it seems like, but it's like nothing. She did not like get the same thing as like Adam West did. She wasn't a big name. Yeah. Which is a shame that Adam West is the one who came out on top because he cannot act. Well, I mean, Cesar Romero and Burg Burgess Meredith true, definitely true, true, have true. gotten. Well, they were also names before this or like right around the same time. Yeah. Which Cesar Romero not refusing to shave, like Cesar Romero refusing to shave and just painting over the mustache was so good. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, for reference, the actor playing the Joker in this, uh, rather than shave his mustache, had them put the makeup over the mustache, which if you know it's there, you will never stop noticing. Uh, it is also notable, I think, like the only like. I think Burgess Meredith is the only actor in this movie that did not have. If you go into IMDb, I believe he is the only actor in this that does not have this movie as like they're notable, like they're known for. Yeah, uh, that's it. Burgess Meredith is is did a great job without a doubt, uh, because there was there were really only two villains that stood out. One of which was because she was constantly yowling like a cat in heat, and it was profoundly distracting. Uh, the other well, being also, the penguin. Yeah, well, yeah, it'll help that the Catwoman actually had, like, plot relevance. Yeah, but also wouldn't shut up. Yes. <laughs> it, it was really kind of awful after a point. But yeah, no, the, the penguin basically dominated the entire, like, villain side of things whereas like the Riddler and Joker were just kind of there and it was honestly a shame but uh no it, it was in, in general I thought it was really fun um I did appreciate the rampant use of b-roll that was good 
How many times did that Polaris missile fire? I think three. Yeah. Like, I, dude, wasn't one of them, like, done in, like, reverse or something? Yes. Yes, it was. It was very good. It was, um... My favorite being the fucking... The look on Robin's face yeah, when, when, when the it, first one fired off was incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Wait, it, was yeah. A, it was a film that knew it was schlocky and, and embraced it, like, with the entire shark scene. Yes, which happens sooner than I thought it did. It's pretty early, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah did you have uh, anything else you want to talk about? Not particularly. I will say this. The plot seemed like an excuse to just get in a bunch of bits. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking as well. It was it was a bunch of set pieces strung together very loosely by the plot, which isn't bad. It worked. And it became a running joke of like Batman having a solution to everything, even though it was incredibly specific. Yeah, the the, like the, the, the anti penguin gas pill, the anti penguin gas pill, the the bat bat shark repellent. Mm hmm. Everything was, being labeled. It was great. Oh, yeah, it, it's a film that knew what it was, rolled with it, and did a good job of it. And it was—I had a lot—I had a lot more fun than I expected myself to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's that's all. All right. Uh, what what ranking are you thinking with this? Um, that's a good question. Uh honestly, I would probably say like a seven or an eight, maybe. I, I'd be willing to go higher though. You're thinking seven or eight? Yeah. Actually, maybe seven. I would say seven. Like I could see myself. This in Mortal Kombat, yeah. Okay, yeah, Seven, seven's good to me. All right. Well, then in that case... Uh, good luck and Godspeed. Yep. Now that we have talked to Torpa, let's go ahead and get Axe's opinion on this. Hello. Hello. Hi. Uh, so, um, what is your experience with Batman? Um, funnily enough, I have two framed comics of Batman Beyond and Batman Beyond down here as well as a signed sketch. The funny thing is, is I don't even like Batman. My parents got these things for me, but I am familiar with it. The original comics, the animated series, the Batman, uh, a number of the films, the Burton films, the Sh Schumacher films, the Nolan films. I kind of know Batman. I'm, I'm not a super fan because, I, like I said, I don't like the character for a number of reasons, but we'll get into that maybe some other time. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm familiar with it, including, also, uh, obviously, the Adam West version. Okay, so you had seen the 1960s Batman? I had not seen the movie, but I had seen the TV series. Okay. Uh, so, I guess with that, um, what were your thoughts on the movie? Well, it's very much like the series, for better and for worse. Uh, it's an interesting take on the character, um, especially nowadays, considering we're likely more acclimated to the the gritty Batman, the grimdark Batman. You know, the Nolan the Nolan trilogy, and um, obviously Joker, and um, the, the newest one, The Batman or whatever, Batman versus Superman, like none of them were really had much heart to them. It was very much just about the grittiness and the grimness. Uh, Frank Miller sans a lot of the, the uh, bigotry, basically. 
Whereas we come back to the 66 version of Batman, which is the campy version of Batman. This is the goofy version. This is silly. This is playful. It's it's played with a straight face, but it's on its head incredibly stupid in every aspect. And in some ways, like for some other thing, like if you do something that's stupid, it's one of those things that you've got to do it right, because otherwise it's going to be aggravating looking at the scary movie franchise. Um, but with this one, they just had fun. You could tell everybody was just here to have fun. They they weren't here to be serious. They weren't here to to really tell it. Uh, I want to say they weren't really here to tell a tale, but that's kind of a lie because there were quite often some very uh interesting. Uh, it <laughs> interesting was the nineteen sixties. What was the one that we were all agog over? What was it was? I think there was two of them. There was the one where it was the people like it was the people in the bar of like these people are like wasting their lives with drink or something like that. And Robin's like, I'll never touch alcohol like in a very weirdly specific and out of nowhere little like it's the doom. It's in the do like the doom comic like environmental thing of just breaking into it in the middle like it is technically tangential to what's going on but right. also it is not and then there was the other one was when he's like don't don't forget that drunks are also humans too and oh my god just whatever axe it had to grind with uh alcoholics or just people who enjoy alcohol I don't know. I'd love to hear the story behind that, but it was fascinating because there's just this thing about four four villains coming together to do some stuff, and then just in the middle of it, there's these little like um just this this sermonizing about drinking. And I'm just I was surprised by it because I never pictured Batman as sort of like that kind of sermonizing. Normally it was mostly stuff about, you know, just not committing crimes and shit like that. And here it's just, yeah, fucking drunk people. Am I right? <laughs> um, Adam West and Burt Ward are very good at what they do. Um, West completely sells his character, uh, despite him being an absolute bag of doofiness. And in fact, some of the silliest scenes involve West, In fact, including the the... The, the big one with the bomb and it's just made funnier by the fact that West plays it straight. He doesn't lean into being goofy. He plays it as if this is an everyday occurrence. And I think that really makes the comedy of this work. It, it doesn't become cloying at all. It's, it's just the right level of camp and they keep that level throughout the film. Um, now some things don't really work the plot sucks. It's incredibly stupid and meandering. And it's, I think it's not until like the past the halfway mark that we ever even figure out what the villains are trying to do. And even then, it doesn't really make much sense. And it doesn't make sense to have all four of them because like every each one of them has their own set of skills. And I don't think anybody's skills were ever put like Riddler's is all about doing the riddles. And they had like the riddles they put up didn't make any fucking sense. So like even him using his skill didn't work out because it made no sense. But then they have this amazing, and I don't mean this as a pejorative because I have it, but it's an incredibly autistic way of approaching these riddles because they ask a very 
bizarre question, and then they take plot C to plot Q back to D, and then like, oh, that's the answer. And that's kind of how I think of things. But even then, I was like, wow, this is way above my levels because I don't know how you could ever possibly come to that. You know, it's like it, it normally I'm like my way of thinking is kind of being like on Wikipedia and you start on one thing and then maybe like five minutes later, you're on something completely different. But there was a trail from that point to that point that you, you went through. But this was just. These, these, I think they just pulled it out of their ass. Like they, they could not really properly think of a riddle and an answer to the riddle. So they just kind of threw some stuff together and then just had the characters go, oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. Um, but Penguin, I didn't really see much of what Penguin's skill set was used in that. And then there's Joker. Joker's, I think Joker's one and only Joker thing was that uh, little platform that springs up and push throws the one dude. But that was it. Like there was no real, there was nothing from all four of them. Really. There was a submarine and then some rockets, but like each one of them had these different, you know, trademarks and skill sets and things that, you know, differentiate them from one another. But in this movie, they were all basically the same person, just, you know, different outfits or gender. Um, and yeah, you know, just the plot was really thin and barely even there. The movie just felt as just an excuse to have Adam West run around like a doofus, which I'm not against. Uh, rest in peace, Adam West. Um, and, you know, Burt Ward was also very, very good as Robin. But it was funny, too, because his performance is a little more stilted. Like, it felt like he was trying. You know, like, you could tell he was trying, whereas with, with uh, West, it was a lot more... Uh, a lot more natural for him. Um, and the villains weren't that very good as as characters either. Uh, I commented quite uh, quite a few times that Riddler acted a lot like the Joker, you know, with the the mad cackling and the sort of uh, manic energy, and it, that that was hard to differentiate the two of them just from that from that uh, aspect. Uh, Cesar Romero. Is Cesar Romero. I cannot fault him for anything because he does he he does a good Joker. He's a fantastic act. Was a fantastic actor. Rest in peace. Um, but uh, Catwoman, Penguin, and Riddler were just not very good characters. And I feel like this movie would have been better if we had just focused on one or two of those characters and gave them things to do other than sitting in a submarine, you know, firing off rockets and telling really shitty riddles. Um, sound effect like the sound effects were all right. The the music was okay, but um, and I guess one of the the not a grave error, but one of the more disappointing things is that um, the action graphics only appeared very late in the film, uh, and there were a number of fights prior to that that didn't have them, and that is kind of an iconic piece for this this particular uh adaptation of the 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 characters and i feel it's it was a little bit of a wasted potential to not just have them throughout the film uh as far as the action scenes and stuff go without those graphics and i believe you mentioned it uh i know i mentioned a bit of it but you also mentioned the noticeability of it without the action graphics you could see them whiffing each each punch so instead of getting it close enough to 
to look real and then sell it, they were just flinging their hands in front of them and you could see it. Uh, so that kind of made it a little more. It took a bit away from the the uh, overall product, in my opinion. Yeah, it's because there's like two major fights in this movie. Uh, there's one that takes place in a hotel room and there's another that's like at the very end. And only one of them has like the traditional like like automatopoeia that yes. appears on screen that like you, the show is known for. Uh, and it really is noticeable in the hotel one where it doesn't have it. Yeah, uh, where that is like the where the whiffs really kind of show up. Yeah, it was this disappointing, and I, I need a counter on how long I was able to talk without taking a break, because <laughs> I think that's like the longest I've ever just gone in one run. But yeah, just that 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 one. It's weird how that one little piece can be so important like that, because it was very clearly there to over overdo on the the whiffing, so you couldn't see that. All you saw was the punch throw, the sound effect, and then the the graphic. Yeah, it, it they're there, but it's also not quite there either. It, it, it's not the full screen. Though, granted, if I remember correctly, the, the show had a lot of like very jarring flashing, which thankfully this did not have. Yes, uh, I and visually, visually, this was wonderful to watch. It's just. It's colors everywhere. There's just bright colors and every even and like Joker's outfit. is just a, a joy to look at. It's just unlike the the really uh, grayscale soaked Batman's of the current age. This was something that just reveled in brightness and bouncy and and the camp, like it's it's all just comes together to create this really bubbly kind of product that f looking at it now flies completely in the face of this this just menacing and grim and depressing, you know, version of it. And I kind of wish we could find like a happy medium between the two where you can get like the bright colors and a bit of the camp and some of the seriousness and some of the grimness and sort of put them into something that's a lot more pleasant to look at. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think we were mentioning it, like, uh, when there is a press conference in the early, early bits of the movie where you see Batman and Robin standing there and Robin looks very jar. Like it's very jarring seeing Robin there with a bunch of people that are just dressed normally. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's, well, it's some of the, the colors. Does... Yeah. Mm -hmm. The colorscape in this movie is interesting. It is, but it's not it's... jarring. It's not Dick Tracy. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that also kind of brings up another thing that that's jarring about this is how the characters are treated with their roles, because Batman and Robin are doing the press conference. But press conferences like that are normally done by the chief of police or, you know, the mayor or things like that. So it was very weird that they chose that kind of format for this especially because you know batman as a character as far as i understood the character operated at night and here we have batman and robin literally in the middle of people saying hi we're batman and robin and flying a really shitty helicopter you know around and everybody sees them like they're very visible versus the other adaptations where Batman is more of a shadow. He's there to he's there and then he's gone and he was never there. Kind of. Yeah. I I am done. <laughs>
All right. Uh, is there anything else you want to mention? I think I got it out of my system. All right. So what number are you thinking for this one? So I got a ceiling of five and a floor of seven. All right. Okay. Uh, well, with that, let's bring Corporal back in and let's go on to the kind of group discussion. Although I think we kind of seem to be in agreement for a lot of what was discussed. So uh, now that we're all together, let's kind of go over briefly what um, some of the more general aspects of the film. Uh, let's start with storytelling, like the character's plot and all that. Um, in general, uh, plots, the plot kind of is meandering. Uh, just general seem, things seem, it's like almost like little tiny vignettes inside of a generally loosely like sewn together plot. It's just, it's a it's a jumble and a mess. It takes way too long to even get to what the hell the villains were plotting. I mean, honestly, the plot was never the point, at least to me. From what it seemed, it was more like it was a way to string together a bunch of bits, like going from one to the next. Like, oh, this this dumb shark thing will do. I know. Or this this stupid bomb. Like it yeah. felt more like they were trying to string together episodes with a really. A really simple plot. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, uh, in general, also the characters. Uh, Batman, or Adam West's Batman, has been, were, was pretty good in terms of, like, when he's, like, monologuing or doing something, but anytime there's actions a little stiff. Um, Bird Ward is good at faces, uh, or as Robin. Uh, generally, Catwoman kind of is all right. Hardy, um, just overly horny Burgess or Meredith as the penguin I feel is like the, the standout one definitely uh, the strongest yeah uh, Cesar Romero as a joker uh, was also pretty good uh, although didn't really serve a whole lot of plot other than him just being there uh, and then the Riddler was there it shot off those missiles a lot yeah honestly the most part he had was also the most that the joker had which was the the weird riddle joke missiles that oh man batman and robin big brain their way through yeah it yeah um i think the riddles were probably my least favorite thing about the film because it just it was every time they came up with the solution it was utter bullshit yeah see that's what i liked about it is it was complete nonsense that's why it was funny like it was just completely batty i see what you did there yeah. Well, yeah, like I like I said in my bit, you know, I just felt the villains didn't do anything. Like we got Riddler's riddles, the Catwoman. What did she? She threw a cat at somebody once and then Joker did nothing and Penguin shot off missiles. Like, what does any of this have to do with the actual character? Uh, so that's not dissimilar from what my complaint was, was that there were too many villains. So none of them really got a time to shine outside of the Penguin who basically did everything right yeah i like i i agree with that too because i said this would have been better if it focused on one or two of the villains instead of all four of them there could have been a lot more interesting character development and maybe a better plot as well i i personally wasn't expecting a whole lot from character development and whatnot it was it was a dumb goofy movie it was um yeah um I guess, like, 
That that's kind of good for basically the the plot is that that's kind of one of the weaker bits of the movie. Uh, the aesthetic uh, was is kind of one of the more interesting things. Um, character designs all pretty good. Uh, set designs are a little not as and interesting because it's it, like. The thing is, like, Batman, like, modern Batman has had such really, like, when they can put their money into it, are really good in terms of, like, set design. Seeing this as, like, this just looks like a set from a 60s TV show is not necessarily bad. It's just weird of a Batman thing. Like, the Batcave in particular in this one just looks like, it's like the... That one room in the Willy Wonka that had uh, the everlasting gobstoppers, which is like that weird room that has just a bunch of shit in it. It's not weird. It's just there's a lot of stuff in it. It's a bunch of devices with weird labels. Yeah. The labels were my favorite part. The labels are great. That is like one of my favorite things about Batman uh, 1960s is just labels on everything. Um, the soundtrack's been was pretty good. It is yeah. good. 1960s like incidental music yeah it was all right um and yeah other than that that part was pretty good um we kind of went over the performances as well uh, i can't really think of much else um also the weird thing is like for in terms of like going over to the, like the competency of the film this movie is like an hour and 45 like i don't think this needs to be an hour 45 yeah it did feel pretty long didn't it yeah as I said, it feels like a bunch of episodes loosely strung together. Yeah, but usually when you do that, it's like an hour and a half at most. This is even more than that. Um, it didn't. I don't think it dragged on. It just didn't seem like it was going anywhere. Is more the thing. I mean, the last bit of plot I would argue is like the most contrived and was really the only reason it took so long. Actually, the other thing. Actually, the thing you remind me of, like stitching it together, it's like. Because sometimes you even get more coherency of like actually kind of thinking about that uh, Digimon the movie. It's also another case of where that was literally three episodes, if I remember correctly, or it was three stories strung together. Uh, though granted, that was like each little mini bit. Uh, like you had the first bit and then the second bit and then the third bit. This seems like it kind of tried to sew them in together a little bit and it just didn't like, I guess if they were like condensed, maybe that would help. But um, I guess, possibly. yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. Did anyone else have anything they wanted to bring up? Nope. Nope. All right. Uh, well then, I don't really have any particular trivia for this. Um, so let's actually go ahead and rank this thing. So we are going to rank this using our normal one to twenty-one ranking scale, with one being absolute mastercraft. Um, can't really get much better to 21 being absolute garbage that is not even that great or not even that entertaining, ironically, to watch. Uh, so I'm in a little bit of a pickle here uh, in terms of averaging. Uh, weirdly enough, you two actually had a pretty similar ranking. Okay. Uh, you two had... Um, you bo- Well, Axe, you had between five and seven. Yep. And Torpo, you just flat out had seven. Uh, I had 420 and Carvel had oh. 666. No, I completely forgot about the special ones. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, um, I guess, uh, since you did, did you want to entertain 
potentially yeah. one of those or we could uh, we could also kind of like talk about the numbers that way because this is if that is seven that's american gladiators area 88 ova server city 808 basic kaleidoscope common rider black mortal Kombat, nick arcade the hunt for red october and east um um that could be a spot although hmm uh what are you thinking well well it's weird because it's like okay do we go talk about the numbers or do we want to talk about whether or not do we want to invalidate a one of the special ones because now that i put the specials on the table does anyone want to either counterpoint or potentially rethink that does this belong in one of the specials is it there was a there was a a there was the phrase that i believe both of you used or i know torpo specifically you used which was i don't think it's a good movie but i enjoyed it yeah uh, I will say this, I don't think it's 666. I don't think it's bad. Which is what I was thinking 420. Um, because putting it next to Wizards, this kind of has the same thing of Wizards that it's like, this is a bad movie just in general. Like, there is some, like, like in a, in a, in a objective sense, there are problems that can, or maybe not objective is the right word, but there is a... From a mechanical point of view, there are problems with Wizards that makes it a not great movie, but also there are some creative elements to it that kind of make it a fascinating movie. That it is that the fact that that was Ralph Bakshi's design flow made it interesting, which is what I also experienced with this. I think that there are some problems with this movie in terms of like plot, like plot in terms of like like mechanically, but it is goofy enough that it kind of that flow kind of works. So that is where I personally put 420. You could also argue 69 there if anyone wants to potentially take that as well. Right. Well, usually when these come up, I kind of run them through. Um, so, I mean, here's here's what I'm thinking. If we start at 420, which is otherworldly vision, and the description is, this is impossible to rank because what even is this? I would argue that this doesn't fall under that because this is very um, uh, describable. It's, it's not something that's so bizarre and out there. Like, heavy metal is something I would probably put under 420 because it's just so fantastical and strange. Whereas this, this is just silly and campy. And then that comes to 666 Fascinating Nightmare. So bad, it's good or at least fascinating. And I don't feel like this dips to that level. It, it gets kind of bad and it does some things not well, but I don't think it, it dives down and then comes back up. I think it just kind of sits at sort of a an okay area. If any of the three I would probably go with myself, it would be 69 Fever Dream which is has a so- sound foundation, but something about it elevates it in a way that competence can't. And I feel like that better describes what we've all kind of said about this so far, is that it's not quite bad, but it's not good, but what it has works for it. So my two would be either 7 or 69. And actually mentioning that, Guyver the Dark Hero, which is our lone 69, um, that one again was another case where it that one was way too long, but also it got real goofy towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, it's like 
this was a much more consistent experience, but it's kind of like if you spread out the goofiness of Dark Hero over the entirety of the film, I could also be down with 69 as a, as a score. Uh, Turbo, you any thoughts? Uh, I, I was going to say I could get behind 69 too, mostly because like it's not particularly great. Like like on its own, you'd think no, but like the bits are are just funny enough or just good enough, and just a lot of really weird choices that I feel like help bring together the goofy, campy charm of it. That I I could get behind sixty nine. Yeah. Uh, also, to paraphrase uh, Carnival's argument for six six six, just in general, that um, overall there was a lack of just the the goofiness in terms of like the weird props and just the budget well not the budget but like the very almost jankiness of some of the pro oh, like the prop stuff and like the shark attack in the bomb that kind of put it towards that weird jank but i kind of feel that the consensus here is probably 69 is the spot and i feel like this is such a and also the argument that was also made was that uh, why this, I think, deserves a um, one of the special rankings is that a lot of these movies you can go in like, I want to watch a movie. I will watch, say, for example, I want to watch like even Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that you can go into like this is a TMNT movie and you can kind of generally expect what out of a Turtles movie or there is some... Maybe, or like, say something like, um, like the JoJo OVA. You generally know what you're getting into with JoJo. Batman has such a weird sense of, uh, like, in terms of tone, that I feel like, one, finding this movie, and two, just the notoriety of this movie, I, I would, it would be hard-pressed, I feel, that if you say, I want to watch a Batman movie, that you go to this uh, because it is, I believe, relatively harder to find. Uh, you are more likely to find, say, one of the Burton or the Schumacher or the Nolan films or even like one of the newer ones. I don't think that this is the one that you would probably go. I want to watch a Batman movie. This is probably not going to show up. Uh, so in general, you're probably going to go into this knowing what this what the 1960s Batman is about. And I feel like if that's what you're going for, you're kind of know what you're getting into. And I feel like you're going into a movie that's roughly in, in like that kind of range, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, I see yeah. that. Uh, so in that case, I think general and also since there's a consensus here, I think that this gets a 69 Fine by me. Slowly fill in those numbers. Yep. Uh, and there's like this is a I, I don't know if content-wise there's anything in particular. Uh, we'll get to the charms later on, but um, let's say, is there anything I want to call it in music, cinematogra- or music charm, cinematography, storytelling, action, art? Amp and charm, for sure. Yeah. Like, I want to say that, if I remember correctly, the term camp was coined by one of the screenwriters for, uh, was I believe it was Lorenzo Semple Jr. who came up, or who coined the term camp, unless I am misremembering that deeply. Uh, but I believe it did come from, uh, or it was heavily used in, um, um, I, I, I might actually be 
very wrong on that, but um, yeah, I'm looking I, it up, and there's a lot of different. Uh, I do believe that camp. Well, I'll just say this: camp was described at the time for Batman that series, so I feel like camp is very a very apt descriptor for this. Um, is there anything else charm wise? I mean, I thought it was it looked good to to look at. That could be fun. That seems a good thing. Um, for yay or nay, one I definitely want to call out uh, is, uh, boy, this was the Xties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a wrong list. So I found something about it, if you're curious. Uh, sure. Uh, so, from what I'm seeing here, uh, the, term, the term camp and campy were originally used in the underground gay community. Uh, likely originating from the French term "se camper," uh, which means to strike a pose. The word itself was made more mainstream in Susan Sontag's uh, Notes on Camp from uh, an essay from 1964. Huh. Okay. So I probably got that wrong then. Uh, anyway, uh, any other any other things? Or are we are we good with these? I'm good with these. Thumbs down on action. Oh, actually, that is, yes. Pretty bad. Yeah, those fight scenes were pretty dark. Uh, Anything else other than that? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, with that, uh, that is going to do it for Batman the movie. Uh, It is an interesting film to watch. Nay, uh, length. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought I forgot that we were doing did yay and nay. I thought we were still on the five, but yeah, no length. Oh, okay. That's it for me. I'll shut up now. Well, uh, with that, uh, that will do it for Batman the movie. So before we head out, uh, Axe, or anything you want to plug? Yes, the Autistic Self-Advocacy Network and your local SPCA. Please adopt. Don't shop. All right. Uh, Torpo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Typist, And uh, I would like to plug up this really fucked up shark. All right. Well, next up, uh, so December, uh, I decided to do something a little fun for December uh, because it is starting to get the holiday, getting towards the holidays. And since a lot of the thing about uh, holidays is, you know, uh, Christmas and the anticipation of opening uh, like Advent calendars and all that, and a lot of the thing with December is opening up weird things and trying to, you're not and knowing what you're going to get. Uh, we're going to do that for the month of December. We have three movies that we're going to do for December. Uh, so no one knows what the movies that we're going to be watching for this one. They're not going to find out uh, until it comes time. So uh, what's happening next time? You'll have to listen and find out. So with that, thank you all for listening, and I hope you have a good whatever time it is when you're listening. Bye. Bye. If you would like to see the list in which we have ranked every single thing we've done for Media Delta, you can go to r3.ldp.life in your browser. If you'd like to watch the sister show that determines what could show up on Media Delta, that's RetroRank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lolotopuzzla or on YouTube at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to discuss this episode with others, please join our Discord server by going to discord.ldp.life in your browser, which should give you a link. Thank you again for listening.